0: Listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now, here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumert. Hello, I'm John Paulette.
1: And I'm Mary Jo Tumare.
0: You know, Mary, it turns out much different than you and I were taught that uh, telling a lie about something is not really saying the wrong, something that isn't true. It's just talking about something that's debatable. And I use the word debatable because that's the word George Santos used. It's Santos, right? Not Santo.
1: Fantos, I think that. Right. Yeah. I think so too. I might be lying about that, yeah, but I, I think that's right.
0: Well, whether it is or not is debatable. There's two alternatives <laughs> to that, and uh, you know what I'm referring to is the guy who was just elected a Republican to uh, Congress uh, on Long Island, and it turns out that most of the stuff he said about himself. And put on his webpage and talked about in mailings leading up to the election was, to, to put it kindly, bullpucky, right? <laughs>
1: yes, Rachel Maddow. <laughs>
0: yeah. And, and now, rather than just say, I am really sorry, uh, I should not have done that, he uses words like, you people are nitpicking. About
1: oh, yeah, you're a bunch of nitpickers.
0: You're nitpickers. And these are things, it's not that I didn't have that job, even though the company said I didn't. It's just whether I had that job is open to debate. It's debatable. Have you ever heard something as crazy as all this? Um.
1: Well, what's so interesting, John, is that You know, he is actually, he must have studied at the feet of the master because Trump did the same stuff. You know, he's the one who kind of set the table for us in our political world. But, um, you know, he was excused. He was better at it than, than this guy. That's number one. But you know, you could see Kevin McCarthy because he wants that job so bad of Speaker of the House. He's excusing him. He's Captain. excusing the behavior. Mm-hmm. So I think that what um, Santos is testing on us on is what is our tolerance in a post-Trump, and I'm saying post-Trump, even though Trump hasn't gone away, but let's assume that we're at the back end of the shriveling. What's our tolerance for lying, to use Elsie Gabbard's word, lack of integrity. And and, you know, is winning more important than anything else? And if he gets seated, which I think he will take the oath and survives the next two years, and weirdly maybe even wins reelection at some point, we'll know that there is no coming back from the post-truth world that trump created
0: well and you said studied it at the feet of the master he really did not only in the idea of lying uh which trump of course did all the time but in one strategy in particular if you are caught in a lie or doing something terribly wrong never think in terms of behaving honorably backing down resigning do any of that you fight you go ahead and fight, right. you, uh, you know, Trump would tell him, don't even apologize, you don't do anything. You just get in there. It's the thing that Al Franken did not do, right?
1: True, uh, yeah, and people now, sadly, criticize Al Franken for that. I actually thought, I gave Al C- Franken credit for that because I thought, well, at least you're living up to the values of our party and our ilk, you know, people like us who think, all right, Al, maybe it wasn't the worst Me Too thing, but it was bad and it, and it didn't treat women respectfully and you took your, your licks for it. Nope, not in what we learned from Trump is don't do that, only
0: suckers do that. And in that, George Santos has really learned the lesson because everything he's doing uh, is a huge non-apology. Uh, and I, I do like, I'm not much of a fan of Chelsea Gabbard. I don't think you are uh, either. And people remember, she was a congresswoman and she actually ran for the Democratic nomination. Yeah, she, was was, never,
1: she was a Democrat.
0: Yeah. And she's never a real good fit in that. She now, I don't think she's full-time on Fox News, but she fills in uh, uh, occasionally. Uh, but I gotta tell you, her interview was actually very good, I thought. She really held uh, George Santos two things. When he would begin to talk around things, she would go back and say, what do you think integrity is? What do you, do you mean by that? And, you know, what's so striking is how he wants to, like Trump always did, screw with the language. I mean, others have done this. Nixon used to. Uh, do this. Many others have. Uh, Rather than just say, I lied about my resume, I embellished it. I mean, if I was running one of the news outlets, I would tell my reporters and anchors, do not even use that word. It's not true. You didn't embellish, you lied about
1: it, Yeah, I mean, there's a difference between saying, I worked at Goldman Sachs, and I was a, a manager, a, a group, a group lead, something like that. And you turn that into a director. That's embellishing. But you never worked there in the first place, or you never went to college in the first place, or graduated. I don't know if you ever went to college. Or more importantly, you're not a Jew, and you claim to be. I, I mean, that's different than... Um, you know, I was married to a Jew for a while, and I looked at converting. And then you say, "You know, I've had a lot of exposure to the Jewish people, or something, or I grew up in University Heights." No, that dude is he kept saying, "Listen, I was raised a Catholic, but that doesn't make me a Catholic." I'm like, in the cultural sense you're talking about, yes, it does.
0: Yeah. It does. And, you know, there were a couple of things that really bothered me in particular. One of them is, and he doesn't do this well, but you talk about a classic whataboutism. When he is pinned, Tulsi Galbert says, but you lied about this. He immediately goes through, what has Joe Biden been doing for 40 years?
1: I know, he's been lying what? for 40 years. I, I kind of was like, That takes a really huge sack of balls Yeah. compare Joe Biden's 40-year career to what you're accused of right now.
0: You know, I'm always bothered by this distortion of language. When she hammers him on what is integrity, I think I have it right. He said, it's carrying yourself with honor. That's not it, it's not. And that suggests carrying oneself, suggests what we portray, you know, how we walk in the world. That clearly is not integrity uh, at all. And it's got nothing to do with how people view you with honor. Integrity is, I mean, if you go real kind of dictionary, it's the quality of being honest it's having strong principles. I mean, I know kind of, you know, in terms of the etymology, it's being one, one piece, being whole and undivided. In any case, it's not any of those things, which kind of suggests to me, George, not only don't you have integrity, hell, you don't even know what it is.
1: Yeah, it might've helped him to go to college, but what's interesting about the, the definition you gave, the etymology of integrity, is that makes sense, right? Meaning we are a whole person and every part of us is presented in the decisions that we make. And you're making decisions internally, like, is that consistent with what is true, what is right, what I believe in, who I present as a human being? And that dude, he, I don't know, I guess I'm, I have a whole other thought and question I want to ask you, which is, have we gotten to the place, John, that winning is so important at any cost, and those who cheat to win, we forgive? And I don't care if it's in sports. You know, remember Tom Brady and the deflated football, that kind of thing? Is it... um, you know, Trump like had to win the election, even if that meant destroying the democracy to do that. It's the gerrymandering of all these districts to make sure that the way it's mostly worked out, but I'm sure there are Democrats that would do this as well, to make sure that the state of Ohio is always a Republican state, even if that doesn't reflect the reality of the state. You no, know, it's winning at all costs. If you have to cheat to do it, and I think you and I were talking the other day about the software that these kids can get reports written. It's AI software. So instead of stepping back and saying that is wrong, I'm going to be graded on my work, and that's what matters. You say, oh, I need, to, I have this report to do. I have to get it done. I don't care. You know, like have we broken down? Um, what is true and honest about people by having a culture of winning at any cost.
0: Well, in answer to your question, yes, we have come to that point, and I'm willing to give it a name, the Kevin McCarthy rule.
1: Oh, but I think Kevin wasn't a starter of it.
0: He wasn't a starter, but let's give the guy some honor. huh? Uh, Everybody who talks about Kevin McCarthy, the really only thing that you ever hear that he stands for is he wants to be speaker. He wants to be speaker so bad, so bad that he'll leave George Santos there, he'll promise anything to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Is this what your life is, Kevin, for any human being? Is that it, that you want to be something so bad? Now, if you wanna talk about a loss of integrity, that's it. And it part of it is the belief that uh, any means are justified by the end, if the end is something you want. Yeah, absolutely, it's a terrible thing. And I, you remember how we thought after Bill Clinton's scandals and everything, a lot of us commented that what one might call oral sex, what's for a phrase, became regularized during that time. People didn't talk about it. Uh, certainly, as for nothing didn't happen. Didn't happen as much as many men wish it had happened, but it did occur, but it became regularized. I think this uh, means to the end, lack of integrity has been regularized to the point that I think many people in this country feel if you don't do anything you have to, to get the end you want, you're stupid. You, You should do that. Yeah, you're a chump. You're a chump, and absolutely.
1: I, I, you know, I think that is uh, just dangerous. I mean, you tell me you're the philosopher, not me, but it feels to me that that's a dangerous world um, for us and a dangerous world uh, to raise our children. In.
0: well, it's a very dangerous world for for a number of reasons. But one I want to focus into is it's really the the height. Of something I've referred to before, egoism. And remember, not egotism. Egotism is being conceited. Egoism is the belief that what you should do, not just what you can do, but what you should do is what furthers your self-interest. And egoism in its extreme is just exactly this. You should do whatever you need to, to further your own, own purpose. What kind of society, what kind of world do we have if we have all these people, six billion people, and each of us is working for our own self-interest? I mean, we can just sense right away, that doesn't work. It just doesn't work.
1: That's, you know, that's Ayn
0: Rand, right? It is. And,
1: And so if you remember, and I know you and I have had this conversation, that many more men than women, but they're introduced to, like, the fountainhead, coming in college, and it becomes their Bible.
0: Yeah.
1: And when anyone tells me that, I always think to myself, well, no intellectual giant, this one. That's <laughs> just no. me, you know? I don't know if I've ever said that out loud to someone to their face, but I do think that, and I do discount them for exactly the reason that you're talking about. You can think that's a philosophy that helps the world, but in the long run, communitarianism, this is not communism, but communitarianism is what saves us. And you know where I'm thinking about that, John, and I know it's time to go, is as I watch the people, for example, of El Paso, bring food and blankets, And Steelers sweatshirts. I've seen so many Steelers sweatshirts on those migrants, you know, to help these people who are trying to come to the United States. That doesn't mean each and every one of them has the right to immigrate to the United States, but still... Our human need to take care of other people, the people who are going out in the freezing cold in Buffalo to get people out of cars. So many feel good stories about communitarianism this week, and then we get that goofball, George Santos.
0: Absolutely. I do want to conclude by publicly announcing or sending a message. Uh, If anybody who listens to us is in contact with George Santos, we want to invite him we have never had a guest on sibling talk but george you can be the first i would love to interview you man so come on over and, be and then, a- then
1: you can do a little uh you know definition work with him
0: absolutely that would be great so george come on buddy come on over here do a little embellishing if you want but come and see us
1: all right dr Doctor. Nader.
0: Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.